You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello and welcome to America's Web Radio. Uh, I think uh, we were all here caught by a little bit of surprise here in the studio. <laughs> but that is the way things go with live radio sometimes, and that's why we like to be prepared. Uh, but welcome. Welcome to another edition. This is On Point with Victor. You are listening to America's Web Radio. Uh, and I hope you're either tuned in and on the stream or maybe you're on the YouTube America's Web Radio page. And if you are on the YouTube page, then make sure you uh, subscribe to it. And uh, you also could be watching on Facebook. So welcome all. Welcome all. And thanks again for listening. You guys are great. Uh, I, w- w- this show is just growing in listenership every week. And I can't thank you guys enough. And again, as always, please reach out and be part of this show. And you can do it by Instagram at Radio Victor. You can do it live on Facebook. Um, you can do it at YouTube. Uh, the best way, if you want to reach me and get me to respond to you during the show, uh, is Facebook Live. Uh, you can go there and fire off some questions or comments. Uh, whatever you want to do, just be nice. Uh, don't don't. I, I won't be mean to you. Don't don't be mean to me. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't disagree with me. I encourage it. Uh, I like the challenge. In fact, we have issued a challenge. The radio station has issues, issued a challenge to any uh, Democrat listener out there, and and we have a few. If uh, if you would like to come in, come in the studio and sit with me during this show and and debate. Uh, we can talk about issues, we can debate, or we can talk about what we agree on. You know, just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean we can't agree on some things. Uh, so that challenge is out there for anyone who wants to come sit in studio for an hour and uh, banter with me or ask me questions. Or if you have the guts to come support why you think socialism is good for the U.S. or why you think uh, Alexandria Cortez is a great representative. If you think any of those things, then uh, I encourage you to come sit down with me. And if you can't make it to the studio, that is no problem. Uh, we can schedule a phone and I can take phone calls here and, and we can uh, talk to you that way. Uh, so, uh, you know, it'll be fun. It, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's what radio is about. If I can't entertain you, you won't listen. Uh, but with that entertainment... As I always say on this show, you're going to get common sense and logic. You will be informed by listening to On Point with Victor. And if at any time I get anything wrong, and trust me, there are listeners out there that any time I get something wrong or, or if I don't get it exactly right, they do let me know. So uh, have no fear. I will make corrections if need be. Uh, I am not here in this chair to lie to you. There's enough so-called media out there that does that on a daily basis, so you're not going to get that here. Uh, so once again, folks, you are tuned into On Point with Victor. I am Victor, and this is America's Web Radio. Uh, you know, we just came off a Memorial Day weekend, so I hope all of you had a great, great Memorial Day. Um, I hope you had your great pool party and your awesome barbecues and, and, and whatever you did. Um, I hope you had a great time. I do want to say, though, I hope you took a few minutes to reflect on why you could do what you did this weekend, why you had the freedom to choose to have that pool party or that barbecue or grill out, whatever it was you did. I hope you took a little bit of a time to reflect uh, and, and remember the men and women 
who made the ultimate sacrifice fighting for freedom and liberty, freedom and liberty that you enjoy every day. Even those of you out there who aren't necessarily keen on freedom, you don't really like independence, you don't really want to care for yourself, or you don't want to take personal responsibility, they fought for you as well, whether you realize it or not. So I'm going to do a little a little thing here. Uh, I, I want to take it, it. I want everybody to bear with me uh, because I, I want to do a a kind of a little tribute here um, because Memorial Day is so important. And I think over the years we've lost the true meaning of Memorial Day. I would venture to tell you that there are probably students, uh, there are probably kids and teenagers and and college students that probably couldn't tell you what Memorial Day represents. Uh, they may not, may not even be able to tell you what Memorial Day stands for. Um, so I want to I do something special here. Uh, before I get to that, though, I, speaking of Memorial Day and the meanings, I have an awesome, awesome friend uh, who is uh, Special Forces. And one thing we also need to remember when we're remembering uh, veterans or remembering people currently in uniform and, you know, we're, we're remembering the military in general, um, th- those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice as well, we cannot forget their families. Um, there are wives, there are brothers, there are sisters, there are mothers, there are fathers. You know, there there are extended families that, that – Really, I think it's underappreciated what those families go through when their loved one goes off to fight for freedom, to fight for liberty, to stand with the flag so that we can live the way we live here, so that we can have the liberty that we enjoy here in this country, so that we can actually have a country uh, that is a republic. Uh, because there's nothing like this in the world, ladies and gentlemen. There just isn't. But uh, I mentioned my friend who's Special Forces because his wife, uh, she made a great point and, um, the other day, and I want to just put this out. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but I do want to credit her. Uh, but she is the wife of a good friend of mine who, who is a Special Forces soldier. Um, she, put, and she put this very well. She goes, there is a difference. And that's how she started this. There is a difference. Armed Forces Day. Armed Forces Day, which is the third Saturday of May, is for those who currently wear the uniform. And then we have Veterans Day, which is November 11th. And Veterans Day is for those who used to wear the uniform. And then you have Memorial Day, which we just had, the last Monday of May. Memorial Day. That is for those who never who never made it out of their uniform. So think about that, folks. This is how powerful and, and, and why I'm stressing what it means and why you need to reflect on Memorial Day. Um, it's fine to go out and enjoy everything, and I hope everyone did. But I'm afraid that we're, we're at a time in this country where government education has taken civics lessons out of education. Uh, they're not teaching United States history. And if they do teach it, they're usually teaching revisionist history. And uh, the, the importance of what the men and women in uniform have done for this country, uh, I'm afraid it's not being taught anymore. So... 
my little tribute to Memorial Day, if you'll bear with me, I'm going to read something. Now, normally I don't read many things <laughs> to you straight here, uh, but I'm going to read this. This is a uh, Memorial Day speech, and when I'm done, I will tell you who made it. But I want to go through this, and, and, and I'll probably make some comments about it. So I'm going to start this. I know we'll probably hit a break, so uh, bear with me. But, um, but sit back and think about these words. Let me start by saying, um, well, I, I already did that. Here I am. I'm going to repeat myself. So, all right. Like I said, live radio. It's, it's fun sometimes, especially when uh, you're a little tired from a crazy weekend. Um, all right. Here we go. If we look to the answers as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Now right there, ladies and gentlemen, let me pause. That unleashing of the energy and individual genius, that's unleashing of the individual that can only be done in in liberty and freedom, in a country of liberty and freedom. Okay, let me go back. So, freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than on any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high. But we have never been willing, uh, unwilling to pay that price. The price for freedom at times has been extremely high. But we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say we are in a time when there are no heroes, well, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with row upon row of simple white markers, crosses, or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Delawood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, uh, Salerno, half and halfway around the world on the Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Pork Chop Hill, the Chosan Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin. Trepto, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the fa- and join the Fame Rainbow Division. There, on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We are told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me 
alone. We must realize that no arsenal or weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable. So I'm back on this, this speech. We must realize that no arsenal or weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. But it is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it. Now or ever, we are Americans. We are Americans. Now we're going to go to our first break. So that speech, when I come back, I'm going to tell you who who said that. And they said it on a Memorial Day speech. So think about those words. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on point with Victor. Get your pen and paper ready. If there is a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not... You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Welcome to, or welcome back to On Point with Victor. Uh, okay, so I read that speech, and and it and it, and it was such a touching story about. Um, oh man, I'm gonna go back about Martin uh, Trepto. That even I teared up just reading it, uh, but so did 
the original speaker of this speech, which was uh, Ronald Reagan. And it was a, an amazing speech. And if you want to watch Ronald Reagan deliver it, just look it up on YouTube. Um, it brought him to tears. And it's, it's something that uh, so much was said in that speech. And, and ending with, we are Americans. Um, those of you who follow me, those of you who, who listen to me in my speeches and some of the things that I write, you know that I end a lot of my commentary with, we are Americans. That's where I got it, folks. That's where I got it. Ronald Reagan uh, from that speech. Um, you know, go watch it. it it's amazing. And, and I, I just wanted to read that. So you just understand what Memorial Day means, um, what it means to military families, what it means to families who lost loved ones um, fighting for the flag, and what it means when people put their flag out at their house, when people put flags in, in cities. I saw, you know, I drove this weekend to uh, Tennessee, and I went through some small towns and it was so amazing to see all the flags that were put around, especially in these cemeteries areas. Um, but the, to see the American flag waving in so many places, uh, it's just, uh, it really, 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 really brings things to home, but it also makes you proud to be an American or should make you proud to be an American. Um, so, uh, you know, again, there, what I want you to understand and what I want you to teach your kids, if you've got a child in school, do not, do not rest on your laurels and think that, that the schools are teaching your kids what they need to know about the history of the United States. Don't, don't rest and think that they're telling you what men and women have gone through defending this nation. Don't think that the schools are teaching your children the sacrifice that has been made in the name of liberty and freedom, uh, that the reason that they can be where they are today, where we as people are here today living the life that we have here in the United States uh, is because of men and women who, who, who made the ultimate sacrifice. And that should never, ever be forgotten. So please, if you've got children or family, uh, talk about this sometimes with them because they're not hearing it in college. They're not hearing it in high school. And they're not hearing it in uh, middle school. Um, and they should be. This should be taught. Uh, you know, when you honor, we have to honor the men and women who made these sacrifices because were it not for a soldier answering the call to defend freedom, uh, were it not for the soldier answering the call of liberty, uh, you couldn't have celebrated this weekend. Uh, you know, a soldier stood time after time and fought for you, for me, and for generations to come. Never forget that. Never, ever, ever forget that. And again, don't depend on government schools to teach your kids what they need to know about the history of this country. Um, so again, that, that, that's how I wanted to start today. Um, you know, just, just don't let your kids grow up not learning about this. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan used to say something else. He used to say uh, that freedom is, is, is a generation of way of being lost. If, if we allow government schools to change history, rewrite history, and not tell history, it's not going to take many um, generations before we lose what we have here. You know, there are kids graduating last week who weren't born when the uh, 
planes hit the towers. Uh, you know, there, there are kids that are out there today graduating that really, really, really haven't seen or been taught what this country's been through. Um, you know, let, let me just let me touch on a couple of things here. It was the United States that enabled the Allies to push back the German offensive in the Second Battle of Marne in World War One. It was the men and women of this country that pushed back the Germans in World War One. It was the men and women of this country that stopped Nazi Germany and Japan. So ask your high school student or your college student or your college grad or your high school grad, ask them, where would the U.S. be today had we not stopped Nazi Germany? Had we not stopped Japan? Ask them and think about it for yourself. Think about it. We're living, we have a republic, a constitution, and we're living with freedom and we're living with liberty and the look at the leaps that we've made, the medical leaps we've made, the entrepreneurial leaps we've made, technology leaps we've made. This stuff comes from liberty. It comes from freedom, and it comes from competition. All of those things are bred in the United States of America. Had Nazi Germany been allowed to move on? I mean, Nazi Germany had darn near conquered Europe before we got in and put, and put a stop to that mess. And Japan, do you think they would have stopped with Hawaii? Let me tell you something. Had we not been the people that we were, had we not had the will to fight, the will to protect the red, white, and blue flag that waved over the bases in Hawaii, Japan would have just landed, refueled, and kept coming. That's what you everyone needs to understand. Uh, there wouldn't be an America like there is today had Nazi Germany continued and rolled over Europe because if you think they would have stopped there, you're kidding yourself. And if you think Japan would have stopped with Hawaii, you're kidding yourself. So when I hear all the squabbling today of left versus right and liberal versus uh, and progressivism versus conservatism and and freedom. When I hear the attacks on freedom, the attacks on liberty, when I hear the calls for socialism, look, you wouldn't have your iPhone or your Droid phone or your smartphone or your smart tablet had socialism and communism ruled the day. You just wouldn't have. You just wouldn't have. And later on in the show, uh, I'm going to have uh, we're going to have a conversation with a couple of veterans, and we're going to get their take on on what Memorial Day means to them, and 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 what this country, where would we be were it not for the men and women who answered the call? Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. So, um, you know. Time after time, it's the men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces who answer the call, like I said, to, to defend freedom and liberty. Not once to seize land, not once to say, oh, gosh, let's just go take over some territory in Europe. Let's let's just go do that. You know, we're over here on this side of the pond. We should go over there and stake some land. Not once has the United States ever done that. And, Ladies and gentlemen, we are the number one world power, where you, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, whether you can come out of your cry, 
closet enough uh, or just or take time to understand that uh, there has to be a world power. Someone in this world is going to lead the way as a world power. And I'd rather it be a country that supports freedom, liberty, and individualism, a country that supports every right of man, uh, a country that supports every right that you have because they're God-given rights. They're not government-given rights. There's no other country on this planet that will offer that. Um, so we are the world power that defended a cause. We didn't go and seize land. In fact, <clears throat> Colin Powell said it best. You know, back, gosh, I, I don't remember the year, um, but Colin Powell, you know, he said that we don't, over the years and over the wars, the United States has never asked for or conquered or seized land. We only asked for enough land to bury our dead. Um, now, I didn't get the quote exactly right, but that's the basis of what Colin Powell said. Um we as the United States do not demand or take over or seize property, but we do request enough land to bury the fallen. That's the United States. That's what we have running through our bloods as Americans. And that's Americans. That's the ingenuity. That's the power. That's the the power of freedom and liberty. That's the power of being an American. That's what it means to be an American. That's what it means when people like my father who came here because he wanted a better life, because he wanted to see what was going on in these free states. But he came here the right way. He earned a living. He earned the right to be called an American. That is why people around the world today still look to America. They still want to be here. They look to be called an Americans. Uh, and unfortunately, we have a political party that devalues what it means to be an American and devalues the, the sacrifice that people have made to get here uh, and, and to do things the proper way, to assimilate here and become Americans. Now they push more just get here because we're not the, no longer the land of the free we're the land of the free stuff. Just get here any way you can, and we're going to give you health care. We're going to give you a home. We're going to give you food. We're going to give you this, that, and the other. Look, folks, that's not the way it was when my father came here. My father came here not with a handout. My father came here with a handshake and a let me learn your customs. Let me learn your history. Let me learn your language. And let me prosper here and become an American. That's what my father did. And that's what a lot of people's ancestors did. So, okay. We're going to go into our next break here. And when we get back, uh, I'll get into, uh, uh, maybe I'll get into some topic rundowns before uh, we talk to a couple of veterans. So you hang tight. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is Victor. Uh, we have so much going on in the news. And, and thank you again for... Um, Letting me uh, just just go off a little bit on my Memorial Day. I, I get a little passionate because I don't think the men and women of uniform are appreciated today like they should be, especially when it comes to college students and high school students. Uh, but anyway, so thank you so much, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, this is America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. Uh, let's get into the topic rundown. Uh, there's so, so, so much going on today. Um I, it's it's funny because sometimes I come in here and I just don't, I have all these things in my head of the direction I'm going to go, and then by the time I get in here and sit down in the studio, it, it, there's so much going on that uh, I just don't even know where to start. But I, let's just start with a couple of topics here in the rundown. Um, number one, Democrats are struggling for recognition. So we've got about, oh, I don't know, 522 people now running uh, to uh, get the Democrat nomination for 2020. Uh, it seems like somebody joins every day. And if you're wondering why so many uh, people are jumping into the Democrat race, uh, I'll tell you why. It's because no one's really running away with it. Um, you, you have your front runner, which is Biden, which is laughable to me. Uh, if if the media did their job, if the lamestream media had any journalist integrity left, and they were telling you the truth, Joe Biden would he probably wouldn't have got in the race if the truth were being told about him. But he would definitely be falling to the bottom and and get out. Which I look, folks. I've told you before, I don't think he's going to get the nomination, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, believe it or not, I've been wrong before. Um, but I think. Biden eventually is going to fall because, thankfully, we have alternative news sources other than CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, uh, PBS, and NPR. You know, all of those stations, you can hear the same thing, but there are other sources, and some of the information and some of these truths about Biden are going to get out. Um but right now, right now, Biden is the is a front runner. Uh, but the news of the day is the Democrats struggle for recognition. So you've got this huge pool of people vying for attention. 
And right now it's being sucked up by the two white guys, which, again, this just cracks me up. And the only reason I say it and bring this up is because the Democrat Party, progressivism, liberalism has been telling us for years now that white people are bad, especially white men. And we can't have another president that's a white man. In fact, they even want to change and take away the founding fathers from the schools and from the lessons, which they may have already done in some places, which is so sad, because we just can't have white men. White men founded this country, and look what it's gotten for us. I mean, these are the things that, that liberalism says, that progressivism says, that your today's Democrats say. Uh, so now we've got a pool of Democrats and uh, Cory Booker is trying to get some attention, so he's throwing out outlandish comments. Uh, Kamala Harris, she thought she was going to run away with it. Well, she's losing traction. Um, my goodness, I think Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas, has been out there begging for money and has gotten some some money here in the last few weeks. So she's got a little search. So she's ahead of Kamala Harris now. Um, so, I mean, look for some more outrageous comments to come out of Kamala Harris' camp from her camp uh, soon. Um, you've got uh, de Blasio. I mean, next week I may have to have uh, the Mark the Shark segment just so we can go down on and talk about de Blasio. Look, I don't think de Blasio has a prayer uh, or a chance in hell to uh, get this nomination, uh, but he's in the race. And the guy, this is the kind of people that are running the Democrat Party today. Um so uh, maybe next week we'll get into a little bit of de Blasio, but, uh, but those are just a few of the people who are vying for attention. And the reason why I say there's no big front runner, because I know some of you are out there going, oh, but wait, but Biden is the front runner and Bernie Sanders. Look, uh, Biden is, he is polling ahead and, and Bernie Sanders is right there with him. Uh, the two, again, the two oldest white guys in the group, are running the the uh, running away with the Democrat nomination, so to speak, but neither one of them are over fifty percent. Uh, in fact, I believe you can add both of them. They're still not over fifty percent. That's why I tell you there's not a real front runner. When someone reaches fifty fifty one percent, then I'll say that yes, you've got a real front runner. Uh, but right now you've got Bernie Sanders and Biden leading the way, but combined they don't reach 50%. So there's an opening there. There's, you know, maybe it'll be Pete, uh, Mayor Pete. Maybe he'll be the one to break through. I, I do think that there will be a third or fourth person who's going to come out of nowhere and, and make some noise. I think they're going to be the ones that are going to help knock Biden down. Uh, I, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Booker. They haven't even unloaded on Sanders on um, on Biden yet, and when they do, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so things will change, uh, but I do think Bernie Sanders, like I've said before, I think Sanders is the guy that's going to end up with this nomination. Uh, even though, again, you've got the Cortezes and and the Talibs and the Omars and so many others in the progressive liberal Democrat movement that tell you that it can't be a white guy. I mean, I'm, I don't even think they want a white woman. It's, it's gotta be a, a woman of some type of color. Uh, and if it's gonna be a man, he better be of some type of color. I mean, that, that's identity politics. That is today's Democrat party. They don't care about policy. They don't care who they're gonna hurt along the way, uh, or, or what families they hurt along the way, as long as the identity comes first. 
And that's why I, I laugh a little bit when we talk about Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden leading the pack because they're leading the pack. You know, and this is how crazy it is in the progressive world and in, in today's Democrat world. They do. They have polls, poll after poll after poll that show Democrats want a young, new, fresh face. Democrats want a new person of of color or or different background, diversity background to pick up the mantle and lead this party. But yet Joe Biden leads the field, followed by Bernie Sanders, followed by Focahontas. So old white guy, old white guy, fake Indian, and then follow that with gay white guy, followed by fake Hispanic guy. I'm not making this up, folks. That is your Democrat Party right now, and those are your front runners. Let me run through them again just in case you missed it. You've got old white guy, old white guy, fake Indian, Fake. Well, let me say fake Native American because I don't want to you know, want to confuse with uh, Indian and Hindu. Uh, so you've got old white guy, old white guy, fake uh, Native American. You've got gay white guy, and then you've got fake Hispanic, who's a white guy. So the, it, you can't. I can't make this stuff up. I don't think any of you guys could make this stuff up. Uh, that's what's going on today, and it just makes me laugh. Um, so I, I, I it, it, it I, look. I, I'm going to sit here and chuckle and, and not be able to move on, and and <laughs> because I want that to sink in. And for you Democrats out there listening, let that sink in. Um, so anyway, and then uh, in my topic rundown number two, remember my prediction: Hillary Clinton is going to get in this race. Hillary Clinton is not going to stand by and and watch what's going on here. Race, I, I again, I could be wrong, but I'm standing by my prediction that Hillary Clinton is going to get in this race. So mark my words. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go to the phones right now, and I believe on the line we have Larry Gauze. Larry, are you there? Hey, Victor, how you doing? Sorry about being a little late calling in. I uh. For whatever reason, I went out of the house and my phone wasn't going dialing through for some reason. Oh well, you know it's uh, it's NSA or you know who who knows <laughs> it could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could name a number of people up there in Washington that may not want uh, you to be on the air today, Larry. So, but uh, ah, don't worry, Larry. We've been we've been jumping around today, and you know that's the on point with Victor show. We don't really have a schedule. Uh, okay, but listen, Larry. I wanted. To, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of the show today, but I did a little tribute to Memorial Day, and I, I recited uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, one of the speeches he gave on Memorial Day, just talking about um, America and what we've done, what our men and women have done. Uh, but I wanted. To, I'm glad you called, Larry, because you are a veteran, correct? That's correct. Uh, Navy, United States Navy, United States Navy. Excellent, excellent. So, as a veteran, Larry, how do you? What does Memorial Day mean to you? Up? Oh, did I lose you? I can barely hear you. I got my dog barking, trying to get away from them. Uh, okay. Um, what I wanted to ask you, Larry, was what? Uh, as a veteran, how how do you view Memorial Day? How how? What does it mean to you? Well, well, for for me as a, a veteran, or anything else, the the Memorial Day 
you know, if you remember your fall or anything else, I think I just really appreciate our country and everything that's been given. And I was, as I was driving, I was thinking, you shouldn't just also think about the, the veterans, the, the military people who serve, but any first responder and police officers. Because the biggest thing is, with veterans I know is, is for me and the guys I know is, we really love our country. And, and that's what, you know, that comes, that comes across. And so, um, in the military, the first, the first responders, the police officers, they're serving this country. And, and that, I always want to expand to that because that's the biggest thing that comes across to me that I look at. And I, I always spend the day, I watch some old movies or anything else, the Band of Brothers series, or I watch the, you know, Longest Yard, some military movies, or whatever, about the sacrifices people made defending freedom around the world, um, and putting this, our country first. Yeah, and that's great, Larry. I, um, I, you know, and also I, I want to take a moment here because um, in studio we have David, who is a veteran of the Army, I believe. Is that correct, David? That's it. And uh, so let me just get your take real quick, David. Um, when Memorial Day comes along, uh, like this past weekend, um, what what kind of reflection do you have, or what do you experience? Well, I, I was raised in a uh, family that, and your story uh, corresponds in that uh, my father had a very successful lumberyard when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Uh, he was uh, extremely well educated, and um, the last bomb had barely dropped before my dad put his lumberyard up for sale, hmm. joined the Navy was an intel officer in the Navy, and uh, I have a son today that's an intel officer in the Air Force, so I'm very proud. I uh, The closest thing that we have come to World War II or Japan attacking Pearl Harbor was the Twin Towers, and uh, I thought at that point, you know, we had the men and women sacrificing to giving up their life push and joining the military to go fight in uh, the Gulf. And it brought back memories, and um, I'm sure your guests can appreciate this too, is that uh, we, uh, you know, when I when I was, uh, I didn't go to Vietnam, but I certainly had a lot of friends that did and died in Vietnam, but I was in uniform during Vietnam, and we couldn't even walk through the airport. In fact, we were told if we went off base to put on cities because, you know, if you walked through the airport during Vietnam, you were spit on, you were mm-hmm. pointed at, you were shot the finger, and you know, every, everything. And I'm sorry, but the people doing it, you know, there's an old American Indian saying, don't judge me until you've walked a mile in my moccasins. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I go with that with the military is, and this I get very upset with our Congress, hmm. that you have people making decisions that have never had a bullet whiz by their head mm-hmm. or lost uh, a buddy because he was skinned by the, uh, by the enemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how your guest feels about that, but I, I feel very strongly that the respect that we have to give anybody that puts on a uniform. And you don't have a right to say anything until you've walked in their boots, taken their training, and done their job. Yeah, you know, Dave, you mentioned that, and, and that Vietnam era that you were in, where I, I, I hear, I've have, have heard and read stories 
where men in uniform, women in uniform, were spat on, and and that just baffles me to no end. You know, if if my parents had have ever caught me doing something or even saying something bad about someone in uniform, you know, I would have my mother would have made me pick the branch that she was going to beat me with, you know, I mean that's the kind of respect that we were we were taught and um, thankfully I'm, I'm so glad that over the years I think that changed and the, and the respect for military came back, in fact um, Larry, I don't think, were you ever told Larry to hey, put on civilian clothes don't wear your uniform at any point? Um, well, we traveled abroad we never wore uniform abroad Okay. Because then you you could be a target. Right. But the biggest thing is when you go abroad, you recognize how great it is here. And people who are treating us bad here, you know, they've never been overseas. If you if you think this is such a place, a terrible place, go live over there. Mm-hmm. Because people mm-hmm. want to come here. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's that's what that's what does get frustrated. And, and you know, like David, what your guest is saying, you know, you you fight for the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. You love the country. Mm-hmm. But you really have a camaraderie. There's like it's almost it's almost like a club or a fraternity, you know, in, in sorority mix, whatever. Where you you really look after the person to your right and to your mm-hmm. left. You're, you're you're a team, but you it, you do love your country. It is. Oh. You know, Larry, it is very much a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and you're absolutely right. It's it's the family of love for country, you know, God, country. But you're absolutely right. You're fighting for that 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 brother, that sister next to you, and and Larry, I think your point is very much to uh, to David's point. You guys are right along. I think the same line there. Where if if you're sitting over here and you're throwing the stone at the glass window, um, and you've never been overseas, and you've never seen, or you've never been, you know, I, I often speak, Larry, about uh, so many people here have never really seen poverty. They've never seen the poverty that I, that I've seen. Uh, if if you haven't been to certain places, so so maybe talk to that. Um, Larry, when uh, I'm going to go to a quick break here, Larry. But when we get back, maybe you and David or, or, or you can can speak to um, what you've seen overseas, what you've seen when you when you go, whether it's a theater of battle or it's just you are stationed somewhere, but seeing how the other side lives, so to speak. So, Larry, think about that for a second. We're going to go to a break. Folks, stay right there. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, I love to hear these stories. So we'll be back in a second. You're listening to On Point with Victor. Uh, This is the stuff you're only going to hear on America's Web Radio. We'll be right back. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Uh, so I want to get back. So, Larry, um, can you talk a little bit to uh, being uh, overseas and just seeing some of the things that you've seen, because uh, you know, it, it, there are so many people here that haven't been where you've been. They haven't walked in steps that say you've taken and David's taken or, or even myself has taken in, in some of the most impoverished areas that I've been to. So, um, so yeah, Larry, talk about that a little bit. Uh-oh. I think we lost Larry. So if I lost you, Larry, call back. Uh, you hear me? Oh, there he is. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. No, well, one thing to say is in some areas, they eat their neighbor's pet. Mm. You know, they're so hungry, so you don't see large pets for people. They, they can't fit in a purse. They're not carrying it because I remember walking down the streets in some countries, and a dog goes walking by, but he's not close where you can pet him. You're like, hey, buddy. And that dog's got eyes on you because <laughs> it knows that, you know, that's not a good thing. And I've been to places where, you know, they have a tarp for a roof and just um, um, pallets for a wall, you know, and and mm. and that's that's their home, you know, and, and dirt floors or anything else, and, and you know, people have no idea; they don't know where their next meal is coming from. They they the loved ones, you know, some some places, and I'm not, I don't mean to be bad on this. I'm not saying negative, but they they their children are sold so the other children can survive, and mm-hmm. and they, that's where the value is, and 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 it's not right. And, and people have no idea what these people are going through, and I'm not judging them. They're trying to make survive for the for the rest of their family. But well, we people have no idea what goes on in some of the other places of the world, and how you know you don't have running water, you don't have in, in you know toilets in, in, a, in a house, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so they have they, they've not seen some of the things that we have here that we take for granted. Oh my gosh, Larry! You know, there's so many things that are taken for granted in in the republic that we have and one thing that's taken for granted and and i know you can speak to this is here larry we are a republic we have a constitution that explicitly lays out the rights of of man that that man men and women all created equal um, that we are that the powers are not powers, but our our rights are derived from God, not from government. But yet, Larry, how many places have you been where it's the opposite? It's the government charter that gives the people their limited rights. Uh, well, that, that you, the only ones who have any money in any world, any other country, with the, the, is the ones who work for the government. Mm. They're the only ones driving a car. I mean, take take Russia. You know, here's this large. Basically, you can say a, a powerhouse. You know, they've got this. But what's their number one export? Vodka. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, they, you know, there's people who are working for the governments are the only ones that have the money and they have the power. And the big thing is, they also have the guns. 
They're, oh, yeah. the ones who, they're the ones who dictate, and you saw that where I think MSNBC slipped up when they were talking about Venezuela or when their people were shooting, their pe- the military were shooting their own mm-hmm. people when they're uprising, and they made a comment that the only ones who have the guns are the ones who work for the government. Uh, the government, the government. And and you see that all over the world. And, and Larry, is it not the case that in so many places around the world that not... The other thing that they take for granted here, I think, is free speech. And and unfortunately, there is an assault on free speech right now coming from the left, from the progressive Democrat Party of today. And, Larry, how many places have you been where speech isn't – well, let me put it let – me, let me – actually, Larry, let me ask you this. How many examples have we seen today in neighboring countries that you can't go and have free speech like you have here? Well, who was it? You had the American in, in Zimbabwe who she was visiting in Zimbabwe, and she posted something on social media, and they arrested her because she was negative towards their regime. Mm-hmm. And they arrested her. She's an American citizen. She's mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe, posted something on social media for her account for the U.S., and they arrest her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, and you, you know, you're, I don't know what's happened to her, but they, she, did, she didn't see that coming. But, right. you know, the only country that has a guaranteed right to freedom of speech, because it's in our Constitution, is the United States. Canada doesn't. Canada doesn't even have it. Mm-hmm. You see them taking a people, arresting people in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, that's been going on. They, they say they fine up, uh, I don't know what the money is, but you can go to YouTube and look at places where people are arrested because they consider it hate speech or derogatory speech towards transgenders or something like that. And they're fined and, and mm-hmm. put in jail. Right. And that's what I'm talking about, Larry. How sad is it that we're seeing that kind of, uh, of, you know, whether you call it socialism or whether you want to call it uh, progressivism or communism or just flat out authoritarian control. That kind of thinking is creeping into this country. And it's college students that are almost leading the way because they... I mean, it's amazing to me that you can go through a college campus and ask, oh, yeah, we need socialism. Oh, well, you, they restrict speech. Oh, no, they don't. You know, that's... Parents have to be proactive and be involved. When, uh, back to what they were saying in Vietnam. Well, I remember when I was a young kid, I went to the fair, and, and I wanted to. I was maybe 8, 10 years old, whatever, and I saw a German um, symbol where it's like, it's like the, not a cross, but, you know, this the, the German Nazi mm-hmm. symbol, whatever. And I wanted to buy this because, you know, that looks, wow, that looks mean. They're, they're bad or anything else. And my dad, like, you put that down. <laughs> you will not touch that. Mm-hmm. He immediately, because he, he knew what I, because a young kid, I didn't know. Right. But he's like, no. That is, and I put it back. Wasn't mm-hmm. about to on that. And then he explained how the evil associated with that. Mm-hmm. You, you think, oh, there, but there was, there, there was some evil that associated with that, and you put that down. We will not have that in this house. Well, so parents have to be, when they're young, have mm-hmm. to take the act and let the people know how great this country is and appreciate this country. Well, Larry, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because earlier I talked about and I was putting out the the request that families today, if you've got children, that you you be involved in teaching them the history of the country and the history of what men and women in uniform have done because that is just, it's just not being taught today. And, and you, that's a great example there, your father telling you the evil that's associated with that symbol. And look what we have today, Larry. We have the Democrat Party who's constantly accusing the current occupant of the White House that he is a representative of that symbol and that evil that that symbol represents. 
when if anyone had common sense, and this is how I know education has gone awry, because anyone who is properly educated in the history of Nazism, properly educated in what Hitler did, properly educated on the Holocaust, then they would know that a person who, as President Trump, who's the current president, who is pushing forth policies of freedom and liberty, tax cuts, limited government, a guy who is sitting there trying to get government out of people's lives, does that sound, Larry, like Nazism or socialism or the National Socialist Party back in the in the 40s? Well, they don't want to give him credit. And, 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 I, and I want to say that, you know, in the military, especially when it comes to morale, the occupant, whoever is president of the United States, has an effect on the morale. David, maybe you can speak to this as well. Has an effect on the morale of the troops themselves. Because right now, I think morale is high within the troops because they know that the President of the United States loves America. Mm-hmm. And that comes across. When Bill Clinton was in his office, I was serving during his time. I, we didn't really care to be in I do because we didn't think he loved America. Mm-hmm. Bush was in there. We didn't like some of the things he did. Growing up, but he loved the country. Mm-hmm. And that comes across. Whether you've served in the military as the President of the United States, you've had prior military service or not, if you love the country, then the military backs you mm-hmm. because they love the country as well. And well, maybe your guest can, can mention. Yeah, that uh, well. David. Um, what, what do you, I mean? I I would agree with Larry. What do you think about that? Well, again, uh, I was in during a very <laughs> trying time. Mm-hmm. The, the country had never gone through anything like that, even in Korea. And uh, not only were we going through a time period of. An, a very unpopular war, but <laughs> we had a very unpopular president mm-hmm. at, at the same time, uh, Mr. Nixon. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, it was funny. It wasn't as bad or throwing rocks as at Nixon as much as it was what we see somewhat today with Congress. But there was, from the upper level, there was no will to win. Mm. And uh, that that'll take the breath out of your cells if you're fighting and and your government is supposed to be behind you but isn't isn't there and and one of the most ghastly things i've seen recently is the uh, trial of the major that shot the Iraqi, or I think Iraqi, um, or, or whatever. No, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think you're talking about the Iraqi that was on the motorcycle that had been making bomb runs. Yeah, exactly. And was on his way again, and uh, and an American, a I might say, an awesome shot shoot <laughs> shot this guy right off his motorcycle. Yeah, and for us, you know, again. <sighs> Captain uh, Kelly, I don't know if you remember that name. This was in Vietnam. Yeah, he was wrong. He slaughtered a bunch mm-hmm. of Vietnamese. Right. But again, my my best friend now was a, is a Vietnam veteran, and uh, we talked about it. He and our roommates when uh, he came back from Nam, and uh, you know, damn it, until you've been there, then who the hell are you to judge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think Larry would too. You know, we we've never we'll never sit here and say that we're perfect because no one human is perfect unless your name is David. No, unless your name is you know uh, Jesus, maybe. Uh, oh, not maybe is, but uh, but humans are not. And Larry, I think you would agree with that. Uh, and and and. I don't think enough is said, Larry, to your point, too, and to David's point. 
what it means to wear that uniform knowing that the commander-in-chief is 100% behind you. That commander-in-chief is going to fight for the, the best Kevlar. He's going to fight for the best weaponry. He's going to fight for that tank. He's going to fight for that, that air defense system. Um, when was the last time uh, a Democrat president stood up and said, I'm going to get you the best, absolute best you need, in, instead of saying, I'm going to cut the budget that's controlling your deployment? Uh, I'm thinking you have to go back to either Kennedy or I can't remember if Eisenhower was Democrat or Republican. He was a Republican. Now you can never. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.